and welcome to this very special episode of The Good Enough Human with a focus on Men's Health Week, which comes up from the 14th to the 21st of June. And this year, the focus is on men's mental health, which is incredibly important, possibly more now than ever after the challenges that we've all faced through this past year of living and working through a pandemic. I'm Angela Ferguson and my co-host for this episode is Paul Crofts and we have two very special guests this week. We have um, Chester and North Wales based singer, songwriter and health practitioner Gareth Howitson and we also have um, mental health campaigner Dan Rowe who has set up um, a branch in Manchester of the Andes Man Club charity which supports men in relation to their mental health with a focus on peer support, incredibly important work. So um, we're going to kick off um, with talking to Gareth Howardson and then we're going to go and join um, Dan shortly. Now, before we chat to Gareth and Dan, we must give you a trigger warning here that obviously with the nature of men's mental health, there will be some topics discussed, including suicide. So if this is a trigger for you, then please do switch off now. Otherwise, please listen in and please do bear in mind that there are organisations out there like the Samaritans who are there to support you. For example, the Samaritans run a helpline which you can call free day or night. And the number to call is 116123. That's 116123, free day or night. And there's also an email that you can use to contact Samaritans, which is joe at samaritans.org. That's joe, J-O, at samaritans.org. Thank you for listening to The Good Enough Human Show here on Circulate Radio. Now we go to our interview with Gareth Howardson. Now, joining us for this part of the programme, we're delighted to welcome back onto The Good Enough Human podcast our good friend Gareth Howardson who is here to talk a little bit about Men's Health Week which runs from the 14th to the 21st of June. Hi Gaz, how are you? How's things? Hi Paul, thank you so much for having me back. I'm okay thank you and hello Angela. Um, Hi. Yeah I'm, I'm delighted to be back so thank you so much and things are going really well now that it's sunny outside so um, I think we're all in good spirits aren't we? <laughs> oh it's gorgeous isn't it? So good to see the sun. <laughs> yeah it makes a difference <laughs> it does absolutely it certainly does but the weather's improved and i think it makes everybody feel so much better doesn't it absolutely absolutely guys i believe part of your working life is is based around being a health practitioner could you tell us a little bit about your role and how, and how that sort of fits with um sort of well-being yeah of course um it's it's such a it's a job that's in such demand at the moment as well um in in this post-covid world or shall we say interim post-covid fingers crossed um but yeah working as sort of a, a health improvement practitioner over at the council in warrington is something that is you know it's good to work in, in an area that i'm passionate about um and the health region itself when you're looking at men's health week it obviously covers your kind of physical health aspects and and then also your mental health aspects i think there's a focus this year on mental health so there has been a lot about that um we've definitely been working on campaigns and trying to just sort of promote it, raise that awareness really in the local community. Um, 
but yeah overall there's a, there's a lot of thing that, things that go into that kind of role but if if we focus on the men's health week then there's plenty that we can get into i'm sure absolutely i'm sure there is it's a become an increasingly big topic isn't it you know especially as you say during the last year with lockdown and all the sort of problems that that's brought with it for people just isolation and job insecurity and all those things you know it's it's been a, a great strain on on many many people for, for sure i mean how, how have you found the whole lockdown experience it's funny i mean um i know i was kind of waiting for things to open up for so long um it was almost like that was going to be kind of like the fix for me in a weird way like i was like almost holding on for that um and talking about sort of mental health in general um i know there is a sort of stereotype out there that men maybe don't like kind of talking about it as openly as maybe women do now i know that's not the case for everybody but if we focus on that then i'm probably a prime example of that throughout this the latest lockdown the one during the winter um it maybe at the time i probably wouldn't be telling friends how i was feeling i was thinking i'll just hold on until it comes out and once we come out of it i'll be back to normal again um but it's not quite as easy as that um you know you, you kind of bottle up those emotions for a long time and that's sometimes like sometimes that can work but a lot of times it can't and for me personally like i probably did go through a few dips in the winter that were uncharacteristic for me um and that's i think that's the word uncharacteristic is really important to note um because if you notice that something's different in you then you know you can tell and my first instinct was to ignore it i would almost sort of push it to the side a little bit um in hindsight when i look back now to the feeling how i feel now and to how i felt then i probably was maybe slightly depressed to a mild to a mild state in certain periods of time maybe not every day but there were periods of time where it was tough you know um so coming into this kind of coming out of lockdown now is 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 a good thing because as i mentioned before it's nice and sunny and it's lovely and i'm doing things and i'm sociable again but it's not been as easy as just stepping back into the community um you know i'm being sociable with people if i bump into people i don't know when i'm walking around the market in town or i'm walking around town and, and i'm in a closed inside area then I, it's weird how i put my guard up now um and i know that's because we've got safety in our heads but it's more from a social aspect as well it's just scary to kind of be letting back into the community but it's also exciting so to kind of sum up your question short <laughs> in a short way it's just mixed feelings at the moment you know and um and i'm happy to be open about that now but it's funny how maybe during the lockdown itself it would take me a while to open up about that yes yeah, sure i mean i i must admit i i had a wobble uh, a couple of weeks ago and I, I i talk about this quite quite openly i was invited out to a social occasion with some friends and people that i knew and a couple of people that i didn't know and I had a real sort of panic about the whole thing, thinking oh, we're going to be inside the restaurant, there's going to be other people there, and I had to pull. I had to, in the end, pull out because it just didn't feel at that point didn't feel safe. Something I hadn't done for quite a long time. I'd been out with some friends who I know, and that's fine. A very small group of us who, who, who I'm comfortable with being being around. Mm. Absolutely no problem with that. But just the thought of going to a restaurant again, a place I've been to umpteen times before. And thinking this is too soon it's not and it just didn't feel safe at all which is silly in, you know you can think of that it's a stupid reaction but actually that's how that's how i felt and it was strong enough to make me feel i can't do this you know i just have to take a step back and once i once i'd actually pulled out and made my apologies and explained why i felt so much better isn't it it's funny isn't it and yet pre-pandemic i would have just gone and it wouldn't have been a problem it would have been i would have i was so pleased and i 
the thing that got me was I'm so pleased to be invited as well. And I felt awful having to say, I can't do this because it just didn't feel safe, you know, mm. at all. Have you found similar things, Angela, when you've been out and about? Oh, gosh, yes. It it feels quite overwhelming at times. I found myself sort of almost getting worked up, having this little debate in my head about, I should be out in, in the centre of Chester today. I should be by the river. And then part of me thinks, oh, no, it might be a bit busy. I'm not sure I'm completely comfortable with the idea of anything like that now. And it's all these feelings swirling round that... You know, I, I saw something on Twitter the other day by the psychologist um, Philippa Perry talking about how we need to be go easy on ourselves because we're not used to using those social muscles. And she gave this fascinating analogy of fruit flies, bizarrely, when they've been separated from their fellow fruit flies for a while, they will, before going back into the fold, hover on the outside, on the outskirts, to watch and observe and ease their way back in. And it was such a fascinating analogy that we're all like little fruit flies, I guess, and we need to take our time and do it at our own pace to to readjust and get back into that safely. Because, you know, we're still, we're still going through a pandemic. So it's all I can say is that I'm so glad to hear us having this conversation and more and more people talking about it and sharing how we feel, which is so important, isn't it? It is. And just to develop on that, if I can, um, the, the first thing that's been going through my head as we've all been talking is, you know, the how open we are about those feelings, like you were saying, Angela and Paul, um, when, it, when we're on the topic of mental health and people having a reluctancy to talk about it and to open up about their feelings, because we're all in the same boat right now because of COVID, um, we're, we all almost then have something that we can relate to each other because we know the other person's going through it. So we are quite happy to talk about our feelings about going back into the community post-COVID or how we felt during lockdown. Now, that's normal because we're all, I'm happy to talk to you about it, Paul, and I'm happy to talk to you about it, Angela, because we're both going through the same thing, you know? But isn't it funny how, from a mental health perspective, pre-COVID, we would never talk about feelings that are relating to our mental health because we were under the impression that maybe the other person isn't going through that. But to almost normalize it, in a sense, what one thing COVID has taught us from a positive point of view is that actually pre-COVID we were all going through our own mental health maybe I wouldn't say battles because people some people have it mildly some people have it more extreme but we were reluctant to talk about it before and I hope one thing that we've learned about this is we're all always in the same boat COVID or not we are so we should be open to talk about it under any circumstance you know yeah that's well well said so well said it's extraordinary times and like you say for something else positive to come out of that um this really difficult period in time that's got to be a good step forward that we're more open we're more comfortable having these conversations because it's so important isn't it to ask for uh, support to speak out i 100 percent absolutely agree with, you, with what you just said there angela i mean it's i'm just he hearing some people in work today talking about the weekend and how busy it was in chester for example and how they felt they didn't want to go in, or they went into town, but they were, were in, in and out because it just didn't feel safe and comfortable. And somebody today was talking about, again, another social event they'd been invited to, and they just said, for them, it's too soon to be mixing with a lot of people. And I think that's true for so many people at the moment. You know, you're, you're right, Gaz, we are all in the same boat. And so many people are saying the same things about how they're not quite ready yet to make that, 
sort of push to to what otherwise would be quite normal you know in any other times yeah i completely i couldn't agree more and we should say as well gareth that um one of the things we talked about when you last came on the podcast was um the song you wrote that had themes of mental health as well mm-hmm. so um I mean, that's very pertinent, isn't it? This this past year of all years. So is that something that you might explore again in future, given that everything we're going through, do you think, with your music? Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose for those of them who are sort of joining the podcast today, maybe then, yeah, that is one of my hobbies on the side. And just to tie it in with things, like one note on that, I think is, and it's, it's kind of part of all that five ways to well-being that they're going to be concentrating on in the Men's Health Week coming up is... Um, discovery and creativity and how you should have an outlet in that sense so you should have something on the side which is maybe non-related to work or something like that that you enjoy so it could be painting it could be you know writing songs it could be going to a local choir whatever it is you know um for me it's music and I do I am classing myself I suppose as a part-time musician on the side um but yeah talking about my the single um snakes which was kind of written pre-covid it's really weird that I almost wrote that song because I wasn't able to talk to people about that situation before um, writing the song. That was my way of getting it out to people. So then people would listen to it and ask, well, I didn't know that was something that was going on with you and your friends. Um, And now to answer your question, Angela, I've still got some songs ready to sort of release on the album that are more focused around that sort of um, scene because it's an important part of my life and I still feel like I've got more to say about it. But it's kind of a bit more of an open book this time, you know, um, because you, sometimes you can hide when you're writing your songs and you can choose what to say and what not to say, but it just shows you the development of when I wrote Snakes in 2018 and when I'm writing songs currently about how much more open I am in those songs that I'm writing currently because you're almost not afraid to talk about it, but it's funny, even in the space of three years, I almost felt like I couldn't talk about it back then. So we're making waves, basically, you know, um, with how open we are about talking about mental health and how we all kind of the way that we do feel and trying to normalize it as best as we can gosh and the point you make about finding something that works for you as well is incredible and as we say that that is all part of men's health week where they're encouraging people to do the can do challenge where there are different activities and suggestions for every day of the week for example I mean, we'll share details on our socials and website, but things like connect um, on a Monday, there'll be at the hashtag connect Monday where you're encouraged to connect with other people, maybe call an old friend you haven't seen since before lockdown. Um, discover on a Thursday, learn something new, read a book you haven't read before or like you do, Gareth, um, go Uh, find a creative outlet like your music and your writing I mean for me it's been a bit of a media geek and doing things like podcasting and writing and theatre so it is finding what that thing that sort of you focus in on and you almost forget everything else it's so important isn't it oh like it's from like a clinical point of view it's important like cognitively the way our brains react to that is just the positive um, reactions that you get is, is is amazing. And it's almost like when you exercise and you release those endorphins and you genuinely do feel better afterwards. It's really weird, actually. Like, I've been more conscious about my feelings after exercise. And when I, it's, it's almost strange how much your body actually changes. It's almost the same as getting a caffeine kick. Like, you can actually see the physiological change in your body and how you feel. Um, 
but with the creative outlet, it's the same thing. Um, being able to paint, being able to explore and just express yourself. So that's what we're here. Not to get too philosophical with you both, <laughs> but this, the whole reason we're here on this earth is to basically enjoy the time that we have. Um, so why, why are we not doing that? We, we're so like, we're, we're capable of so much. Why not express ourselves in that way? So we, um, I just don't think we should hold back in that sense. So if anybody's got anything that they're thinking of doing, they're not doing, just do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> brilliant advice i love that absolutely love that <laughs> absolutely i think there's a lot there's a lot to be said for that and uh, i i know from personal experience that a big part of me not doing stuff is anxiety and it's it's the fear of i won't be able i won't be able to do it i won't be any good at it i'll make a mess of it people people think i'm being silly you know i'll, I'll show myself up I can't do it. No, I can't possibly do it. You know, that's not me. But actually, yeah, give it a go. You might enjoy it. You might be good at it even. And it could be a, open up a whole new uh, outlook for you, a new hobby, a new interest, whatever. Meet, meet some new people. You know, there's nothing yeah. to, to lose, really. Just try. And if you don't like it, well, at least you've given it a, your best shot. And you can't say fairer than that, really. So, yeah, I absolutely get that, where you're coming from. And being creative, yeah, is just, you know, opens up. Yeah, it gives you something to focus on, makes you more relaxed, and it gives you a focus away from work and away from sort of all the pressures that we put ourselves under every day. So absolutely, mm. I couldn't agree more. I, yeah, I, I God, that was such an important point, though, Paul, as well, in the sense of, like, what's the worst that could happen in the sense of, like, the best thing I always say to myself is, like, people surprise you. People always react differently to how you, you think they're going to react because we're we're such self-critics and we're always our big our biggest judgment is ourselves so if we think people can react a certain way i can almost guarantee you they won't um we're all nicer than we think so if you go in with the hope of you know just doing it for yourself then people will surprise you and, and they might even um join you on that process as well so why not give it a go brilliant advice i'm i'm i feel uplifted by our discussion so <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> So glad we're having this chat as part of um, uh, looking at this hugely important topic because, you know, I, I'm the first to say I'm, I'm certainly not an expert, but I'm looking at the Men's Health Forum um, just briefly now while we speak. And a strap line at the top of the website is one man in five dies before the age of 65. Together, we can change that through things like Men's Health Week and the Can Do Challenge. It's just hugely important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's I, I know it's um, sometimes the best way to get to kind of like get the message across is with sort of heavy statistics. And I'm kind of like frightened sometimes by some of them. So it almost gives me a bit of a kick to to to, to look after myself. Um, so if that's, you know, if that's a good enough reason to get out and you want to say to yourself, do you know what, maybe I do want to I want to give myself a chance of sort of um, having a, a full and healthy life, then that's great. But um just enjoy yourselves, isn't it? You know, um, find whatever. Because I think I don't want to get too too much into it, but I think the biggest problem for me, especially, and it could be the same for other people out there, but um, is finding motivations to do things. You know, um, Paul mentioned before about you know the anxieties around um, sort of exploring some creative outlets and stuff, but it could be the same for someone maybe wanting to look after their physical health. Um, what's kind of their motivating and what's stopping them from doing that. There's obviously, it's not as easy as just stepping out the door. So there are complexities at all times, but um, you know, that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. We should at least small steps and just find that, find that process, whatever it is. And if statistics get you out the door, then I, I guess that's okay. But at the end of the day, do it for yourself, you know? 
Absolutely. Baby steps, reaching out, asking for support. Because, you know, if, if, if you're anything like us, if anyone were to say to us, oh, I'm feeling a bit flat today or you want to be there for them, don't you, you want to support them? And mm. there are so many of us out there who, if you're fe- listening to this now, feeling flat, feeling like you're really struggling, then please do. Please reach out, um, speak out and ask for help people will be so happy to support you and you are not alone always remember that so it's yeah if if nothing else if if you take nothing else away from this podcast today please remember that that there are so many good people out here in the world who care about you and you matter and um we are rooting for you so yeah that was, that was very philosophical, wasn't it? But there we go. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's good. You, you, you're absolutely spot on. You, we're all stronger than we think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, very, that's very, very true. And I think, you know, what, what you just said, Angela, is you, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, people shouldn't be afraid to speak out. There is still a, an awful stigma around mental health and, and sort, of, uh, help, sort of self-care and just, just making sure that actually you feel okay you know there's this whole thing of it's it's okay not to be okay but yeah you've i've found over the, the last couple of years that i'm more aware now of of my sort of well-being if you like and i i sort of recognize when i'm not sorry not to feel all right and i take steps to sort of adjust that so i don't you, you know you sort of stop try and stop it before it gets any worse because that's that's the downward slope then isn't it you know but and you you will always find there are people out there who will help you and will listen to your problems and that's half the battle so yeah though i would say to anybody don't don't bottle it up you know don't do what i did for so long talk to somebody and get and you know and you you will get there There's, there's always help Gareth, it's been absolutely lovely to have you back with us on, on the show again. It's been so insightful and, and you know, really good to have your, your thoughts on the whole, um, whole issue of men's health, uh, particularly as we come up to Men's Health Awareness Week. Um, is, is there anything that you would um, like to ju- just to add to, to round off uh, this part of the show in terms of, of sort of pointers for um, awareness and sort of self-care? What, what would you sort of say is the most important thing to to think about um i suppose first i suppose it's hard to know on the spot but i think first and foremost i just kind of i think the easiest thing to do is to speak from my experience um if we're talking about men's health week in particular then um i know what it's like to not talk about things i know exactly what it's like to to not reach out and our minds are so, so funny and they play games with us. It's almost like I have two people uh, in like living in my head. And when I'm in a negative state of mind, which is completely fine because that happens all the time and it will carry on happening until, you know, I'm gray and old, hopefully. But the point is, is sometimes I can almost convince myself that I will be fine to do this myself. I'll be fine to get through it myself. Um, And then I've got another part of me sort of hinting, but it's a quieter voice almost saying, maybe you should just speak to someone about it um just go with your instinct listen to listen to that 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 thing that you know is the right thing to do and um just just reach out you know and it it sounds like i'm i don't want to be sound patronizing at all by saying this because it's not just as easy as that because we've all been there um, and there's probably still things that i should talk about and i haven't talked about okay so it's not like i've gone ahead and got it all off my chest like we've all still got a number of things that we all want to get out but um everyone's fighting their own little battles so don't think you're alone for a start um you know and 
as I mentioned before, when people surprise you, you'll surprise yourself guaranteed. You know, when you when you come out the other end, you will guaranteed su surprise yourself and you're, you're capable for much more than that. And at the end of the day, we deserve it. So just, just a bit of self-care and um, do your research. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It's almost, I don't want to go on too long, but it's, I know it's scary to explore that feeling, but that's the best thing you can do because um, it's nowhere near as bad as you think it's going to be. Um, explore it, research it. And just find out what you can do with those small steps, one thing a day, and um, it'll get better, you know. Um, but like big pointers for me personally, like um, find out what you love doing, whether it's something creative, get involved in the social communities in your area um, speak to people who are going through a similar kind of thing. Speak to your mates, speak to your family, but um, exercise is big as well, you know, like um, don't be afraid of that. Um, it's as simple as going outside for a walk, get in touch with nature. We could talk about that for hours on end but seriously sounds really hippie but go outside feel the leaves feel the grass trust me it works um yeah i don't want to go on for too long but i hope that's okay but that's my takeaway message <laughs> that's br that's brilliant thank yeah. you so much it's been great to have you back with us it really has and hopefully we'll we'll be able to have you on the show on another occasion guys thank you so much indeed yeah you're thank welcome. you thank so, you much, so much guys thank you ah, you're okay honestly thank you so much Okay, so now we are joined by um, mental health campaigner Dan Rowe, who was involved in setting up the Manchester branch of the charity Andy's Man Club, which, as I mentioned earlier, provides a crucial role um, across the country in providing peer support for men aged 18 and over to meet others and to get talking about issues to do with their mental health in order to help them. So thank you so much for joining us, Dan, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Angela. It's great to, uh, great to, great to be on. Hi, Dan. It's lovely to have you with us um, for this podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest uh, with us uh, today. It's great uh, to have you. And uh, what I would like to ask you, if I may, is perhaps you can tell us a little bit about um, Andy's Man Club and how you became to become involved with, with the charity. Absolutely. So Andy's Man Club is um, just about to turn five years old. So it originates in the West Yorkshire town of Halifax. And five years ago, um, a young guy at the age of 23 called Andy Roberts um, sadly took the option to to tragically take his his own life. Um, there were no outward signs from friends and family that that, that were noticed and um, it came completely out of the blue and as a big shock, as, as, as you can imagine. And um, his brother-in-law, who's a, a guy called Luke Ambler, um, at the time was a professional rugby league player playing for Halifax in the, the, the local town. Um, he approached Andy's, Andy's mum at a family wedding to say, we, we really want to, um, he was really keen to try and start something that would help guys out there. And Strangely enough, his focus was really on to try and support families in the in the longer run because he didn't want any other uh, family to go through what they were currently going through. So they set out with this aim of starting a coffee club um, for guys to just somewhere to go and, and chat so that nobody felt that they needed to get to that, the stage that, that Andy got and know that there was support there. Originally, the, the plan was within five years, they'd have 10 clubs um, and I'm kind of really excited to, to kind of announce Monday just Monday just gone, uh, we open our 50th club 
within within five years. So we're as far north as Dundee, we're as far south as as Plymouth, and and pretty much sprinkled around every everywhere in between. I, I've had the pleasure of opening two clubs for them now. So I opened the Manchester City Centre um, club that was two and a half years ago, and then at the start of this year we we got Altrincham um, opened as well. That's incredible. The the growth in in the the number of clubs that you now have up and down the country that just tells me that um, the the charity is doing such an important and vital job. And you know, obviously, you, you know, the, the need for uh, men particularly to be able to open up and to talk to people about their, their feelings and any difficulties they, they might have. The need is obviously clear, clearly there. What do you find the, do you find the feedback you get from people who come to, to, to the clubs and the sort of difference that that makes to, to them, sort of the stories that they tell and, uh, obviously, it must make a, a huge difference than being able to come and speak to to people like yourself. Yeah, I mean, look for for guys, it's it's long been probably generational, isn't it? That we've we've all been brought brought up to um, keep our feelings to ourselves, to be the strong protector, provider that 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 kind of image of of what is is completely wrapped up within the male identity. So. The idea of um, talking about how we feel, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, is a little bit alien to a lot of us. Um, certainly, I suppose, over, over, over a certain age and at 39, I include myself in that age bracket as, as well. I find it very strange now. When we when you look at Andy's Man Club and the, and the power that, that, that it has within each group is the, the key aspect to it is anyone that struggles with a mental health issue, and I know this from, from my own personal experience, is you very quickly feel very isolated and feel very alone. And you feel that what you're going through is completely unique and nobody else would understand that. Now, imagine an opportunity in a space where on a Monday night between seven and nine, you go and meet complete strangers, guys that you've never met before. You have no idea their backstory. You have no idea what they're currently going to go in through from every walk of life, every age demographic. You have to be 18 to walk through the door, but we get 18-year-olds the same way we get 75-year-olds through through the door. And imagine going into a room completely uncomfortable with that situation and then straight away knowing that, A, you won't be judged for anything that you say, which is so important, but, B, you meet people and you meet guys there that are going through exactly what you're going through. And straight away, you don't feel alone. You feel like, actually, I'm part of a community. And the aim of Andy's Man Club of every Monday night is that guys leave the room feeling better than when they arrived. I remember the first time I went, which is just over three years ago, um, went through the door completely. It was a last resort for me. It was it was effectively, I needed to do that to, to, to kind of save um, save my life. I'd, I'd, the Saturday before, I'd, I'd made my third attempt at my own life and and was really in a desperate, desperate situation. And going through the door was the hardest thing in the world, literally the hardest thing I've ever done. But then within five minutes, somebody of somebody talking who I'd never met before, talking about how his week had been completely, I just related to everything that he was talking about, but he'd been going for three months. So he was ahead of me on my journey. So straight away, it gave me hope that actually, if I keep coming back to this place, he's got a smile on his face. I can't remember last time that I smiled and meant it. So it's it's just this kind of really powerful, um, organic um, environment where no matter what your background, no matter what your issues, you'll find someone that you relate to. And, and that's really, really powerful for, for, for a lot of our guys. 
Gosh, that that is incredibly powerful. And I know Paul and I both individually had a look at the video on the Andy's Man Club website with the testimonials, the difference that it can make to to these men's lives is just blew us away. Incredible. I just thank goodness we've got organisations like Andy's Man Club all across the country. And it sounds like, um, I mean, I know that I know that we've checked and there isn't one really close to us. I just wondered whether, you know, in theory, <laughs> if somebody were to be listening to this and think, oh, I quite fancy setting one up. Is that quite straightforward? Can that be done? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not sure about how straightforward it is, first of, first and foremost. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of key aspects to, to, to that. Andy's Man Club has got a very uh, defined culture of, of what it's about. And one of the things that makes it work is... Um, to become what we class as a facilitator of, of a group. So just to, to kind of help out, to, to, to help kind of run it. You are no different as a facilitator than someone that walks through the door um, for, the, for the first time. You still use the club as an individual. Um, so to become a facilitator and certainly to set up a new club, we always like at least sort of, you have to have kind of two or three people involved, two or three guys in, involved first and foremost. But also you have to have attended an Andy's Man Club you have to understand what the power of the club is about to have used it to go on your journey. Every facilitator within every Andy's Man Club across the UK started off by walking through the door for the first time. And, and that is again kind of kind of one of the that you you buy into what it's what it what it's about. So we're always looking at new clubs and um we we have a project officer whose job solely full-time job is to open new clubs. So absolutely um I've I've worked with a couple of people um who have looked into setting um some a club up within the kind of North Wales Chester region. Oh, wow. Um and and I know that the club would be really, really keen with we're, I'm, I'm encouraging them to, to move on from Yorkshire and come on this side of the hill and and, and, th and things along those lines. So the Northwest is, is definitely a, um, a target area to, to, to increase that. Um, but it, 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 there is a bit of a process that we, uh, that, that, that we need to go through. Of course. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Will you update us if you hear anything about that? That sounds wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And can I also mention, it seems fitting that I noticed that you've also been involved in setting up um, a peer support group um, that's um, connected to Wrexham Football Club, Dragon Chat. Absolutely. Is that, you, is that still going? Is that because that sounds really exciting? Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm conscious that you're very much Chester based. Um, oh, no, so I'm, bo I'm born in I'm born in Wrexham, <laughs> brought up in North Wales. So, you know, for, in both camps. <laughs> Out, outstanding. The music to my ears. I'm a diehard. I'm a diehard Wrexham fan. Uh, first, and, <laughs> first and foremost. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, was, I was really um, privileged back um, before, obviously, the, the, the takeover happened. I was approached by the, the um, community's director of the Wrexham Supporters Trust, a, a chap called Steve Lloyd, who I've known for, for 30 years, to, to be honest with you, best part of 30 years. And um, he's a, by, I don't know whether he can class it as a trade, but he's a mental health nurse anyway, um, yeah. but through profession. And he's, um, I've kept in touch with him through, through the years and he's seen the stuff that we've done with Andy's Man Club. And it was always his aim 
and his kind of dream um, to combine the passion of Wrexham Football Club with supporting the local community. And one of the things that the um, under the ownership of the fans that was really a driving force at Wrexham was trying to engage with the community, but trying to really support the community with, with things like um, the, the the disability awareness stuff that they that they do there, autism friendly stadiums, and all this all this kind of work that they did, and, and part of it was to set up a, a men's mental health um, group. So yeah, he, he got in touch and asked whether or not I give him I give him a hand. So I worked really closely with them to get that set up. It operates every Thursday night um, from seven till half eight. It's ninety minutes, just like a game of football. Um, and it, at the moment, it's it's operated through um, through online through through Zoom to just to kind of help people, obviously, with with what we've gone through. Whether that changes, um, we'll, we'll we'll kind of wait and wait and wait and see. Uh, we're hoping that it'll be based then at the football stadium, and it's a, it's a great opportunity again, just for the local the guys in the in the local community to to jump on, have a chat, meet like minded people. There's a lot of Wrexham fans on, on there, as you as you would imagine. So we, we kind of share. There's, there's a lot of sharing of memories around around Wrexham and, and what we'll see going forward. Again, it's about creating that community, just like Andy's Man Club, is where you create that community, and that really supports people going forward. We'll we'll have um, regular get-togethers on, on with Dragon Chat with uh, when we can actually go back and watch football again, and um, so people can meet up as well. Wow, that sounds incredible. And I'm just thinking as well, um, would there be any chance of a certain Mr. Reynolds, um, because he's an advocate about mental health, isn't he? Come, uh, coming in, giving you a bit of support, a word of encouragement. How cool would that be? <laughs> Uh, that, that would be a fairly, it'd make for a fairly interesting meeting, and I, I would very much, I would very much imagine our numbers might go up that evening um, if we was to attend. Look from from all accounts, I'm, I'm not as involved on the day to day with 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 Dragon Chat as I am with Andy's yeah. Man Club, but sure. um, from from all accounts, the the word that's come through um, from from Humphrey Kerr, who's obviously one of the directors at, at the football club now, and. Um, they're very supportive of of, of what uh, of of what we're doing to support the local community. So, oh, wow. hey, who, who's to, who's to say that Ryan and Rob don't turn up for a meeting <laughs> at one point? And Ryan, as you said there, Ryan spoke very openly during Mental Health Awareness Week about his own battles with anxiety and and things like that. So, if he ever needs a place to talk, then he's yeah, use your football club, Ryan. We're here. Yeah. There you go, Ryan. If you're listening, there's your invite. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> right um yeah put you on the spot there dan <laughs> no worries i'm just i'm just astounded um i'll I'll shut up and let paul speak in a moment but i'm just <laughs> flabbergasted with what you do it's incredible yeah incredible paul <laughs> it, it is absolutely amazing i'm just in, absolutely in, in awe of the sort of energy that you, you've got and the passion you've got for for, for making a difference in in people's lives it's incredible and all, all power to you Dan it's really it's wonderful stuff um I I guess particularly what, what I was I was going to ask you particularly pertaining to the football club and the the meetings that you have there do you, do you still think there's a huge stigma particularly in a male environment about opening up about mental health particularly in that sort of masculine football sort of it's quite lads you know lads environment do you think it's, men still find it quite difficult yeah, look, I, I think guys on the whole, um, I think there's a fear attached to it. 
um, stigma. There's obviously the, the stigma of, um, of of the way that we've all been brought up, but there's a fear of things like embarrassment. People don't want to be a, guys don't want to be a burden. Um, they want to be seen as the the strong, like I said, provider and protector with with regards to our identity. But what I know and through experience is, you provide the right environment, and every guy will talk. It's about finding what that environment is for each individual. Look at Andy's Man Club helps. We we, we see between eight eight hundred and a thousand guys on a weekly basis come through the door. Um, and for wow. those guys, I can tell you, part of the challenge is getting them to shut up. Never mind opening up, and <laughs> never mind opening up and, and talking. But we're just scratching the surface with that. We're absolutely. We know that we're just scratching the surface. We know, as you mentioned earlier, that the issues are there, and guys are experiencing issues, and we know that suicide rates are are, are increasing, and and more needs to be more needs to be done. And we we really want an Andy's Man Club in every town and city in the UK supporting. Um, our, our male population, we're giving them that place to, to kind of go and, and and open up. But it's just finding different avenues in which we can reach out. Sport, we're, we're, we're heavily linked with sport. Like I said, the, the founder, uh, Luke Ambler, was a professional rugby league player um, at, at, when, when, he start, when he started this club. So we're wrapped up within sport. What we are finding is actually sports clubs are starting to come to us um, the Alteringham branch that that, that that I run and set up is based at the football club. Exeter's based at the football club. Halifax, where it started, was originally based at the football club. Hartlepool is, was based at the football club. Southend, one of the new clubs, is based at the football club. Preston is now based at the football club. And these are football clubs coming to us because they recognise the importance of the environment that guys find. But, but not only is it, um, and I've I'm not sure football is the most macho of environments, certainly looking at the players on the pitch a lot of the time and the amount that they're rolling around nowadays. <laughs> However, it's where guys congregate, isn't it? It's where we, so it's where a lot of guys socialize. So it's ideal. It's absolutely, absolutely perfect to almost put it in their face, to be honest with you. We, um, we were really privileged at Altering and we, we were invited at a game against Yeovil Town. Yeovil Town's captain, in February, I think it was, sadly, took his own life. Um, so they donated the game, uh, Altrincham versus Yeovil, to be um, for Andy's Man Club to raise awareness of men's, of men's mental health. And it was also the first time that Altrincham had had fans back in the in the ground as well. So there was 900, uh, 900 fans in the ground and we had people at every gate handing out leaflets. And the feedback that, that the guys got just handing out leaflets was incredible. So I don't believe like there's always one or two that are going to sort of walk away or, or give you maybe think oh what what a load of rubbish this is, but 900 people came in took a leaflet thanked us for what we were doing, and we then saw more people come to the session on the Monday because they'd been at the ground and they'd seen what it was about. So it it's absolutely perfect sporting environment. It's perfect to raise awareness. Wow, that 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 is so wonderful to to hear, and it sounds. From, from what you just said, that there is actually now a hopefully a sea change in people's attitudes as well, which is so important. And the, the work you're doing is obviously helping to uh, drive that forward. So that's that's absolutely wonderful. That really is good to, to hear. Uh, I, I know from experience, a, a colleague of mine a few years ago sadly took his own life, and we had no no one in work had any indication that that you know that there was anything wrong with that with that particular 
um, colleague at all. So it was a complete and utter shock when when that happened. So, and you just can't help think that you, you know had they um, had somebody perhaps they felt they could confide in at the time, it, it may not have happened. You know, it may, it may have prevented him from from doing what what he ultimately did. So, um, all power to you and the guys who, who are running and his man club. It's just incredible. It's really it's good to hear the positive attitude, the positive change, and the attitude that it's now having. It's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, I do need to stress. I'm a very, very small cog in a in a large wheel here. When when we when we talk about Andy's Van Club, we, we have so many dedicated. I'm I'm a volunteer, and we have so many dedicated volunteers. We're probably about 250 volunteers across across the charity, as well as as our head office that 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 do um, do so much work in terms of being able to provide um, provide that support. And it's a privilege to, to to kind of to kind of be in there and. Um, getting the awareness out there is is great but I, I think we're almost at a tipping point I think there's almost too much awareness and not enough people wanting to signpost to places like Andy's Man Club I, I see it and I, I make no kind of excuses said list celebrities put in my dms are always open and it's so dangerous to do that because I'm sorry if I message you at three o'clock in the morning saying I'm suicidal and you don't respond to that it's just no like virtue signaling don't do it you're doing that to make yourself look better instead of doing that saying if anyone needs to talk here's Samaritan's number and it's so important that with comes awareness there's a huge amount of responsibility too many people are spreading awareness about mental health there's never been more mental health awareness but there's never been I think a lack of actual signposting to groups like Andy's Man Club um, and, and places where or the Samaritans or Calm Zone there's loads out there but it's really, really important that people stop doing it to make themselves look good on social media and start doing it and to actually provide help for people. Provide a solution. Don't do it because it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Don't do it because it's Men's Health Week. And we're all talking about men's mental health because it'll, for your 500 followers, that you'll look like a hero. I'm sorry, it's nonsense. Start directing people to where they can actually get help. That's what we need within social within social media. And it's, it's so important that people take that on board and actually do something with it to signpost. Yeah, really, really appreciate your advice there, Dan. Um, so in the interest of transparency as well, I've been quite open. Um, I know I'm not a man for the purposes of Men's Health Week, but I've been quite open about having had postnatal depression and anxiety and depression. And I think I've got to the stage in life where I'm 50 now and I've accepted that it comes and goes and I just need to be mindful of it and how to cope with it and, and things like counselling in the past. So just thought I wanted to share that in the interest of transparency that, you know, um, so many of us go through these experiences. But like you say, the crucial thing is to signpost people to the right places for support um like andy's man club and samaritans yeah. and calm zone um i mean we we feel uh, passionately about that to try and make a difference in that small way of spreading the word through the lights of the podcast and the radio show so i mean are there any other particular bits of advice that you might give to anyone um listening who might be struggling and and not know where to turn or what to do um yeah, I think um, the, the the biggest, um, I suppose the, the biggest, a couple of things that I, I work with, with with my clients from a, a business a business point of view when when talking about kind of mental health, and there's a, there's a couple of things that I do personally. So I think it's really important that we understand that 
what works for me might not work for you, Angela, might not work for you, Paul. It's about finding our own our own solutions. And I, th I think that's that's kind of really important. But for, for me, a couple of things, when I get in myself into a, um, if I have a, a, a kind of real episode of, of, of struggle, if you like, and, and that's kind of how I classify it. I'm not a huge fan of labels. So I, I kind of, that's how I, I classify when I'm, when I'm going through a, a tough time. My mind works at like a million miles an hour. And I really struggle to kind of grasp my thoughts and then grasp actually how I'm feeling. Um, so in an ideal world, I sit down with a piece of paper and I draw three circles. So the center, the center circle, which is the smallest, is things that I can change. So things that I can change without anybody else's help. So that's what's in my control. The next circle is things that I can influence. So I can have an influence on it, but I need someone else to help with regards to whatever, whatever, whatever that is to be able to influence that change that, that I think is needed. And then the third circle, which is the biggest circle, is things that I can't control and I can't influence. Effectively, it's just noise. I can't do anything about it. So I'm not worrying about it. And I write everything, I get everything out of my head onto a piece of paper there. And then it's, that's my to-do list. The top of my to-do list is that center circle. What can I change now? What can I control? The second bit, what can I start to influence? So who do I need to then start to influence to actually make that make that improvement? The rest of it, I've just got it out of my head and I've moved on from it. So that's that's kind of one of the things that that, that I've done. And at Andy's Man Club, we ask a question every week. This is the kind of second thing that I focus on quite a, a lot. Um, we ask a question every week and it's the most important question of the night, in my opinion. It's name one positive from your week. So I'm a huge fan of uh, practicing gratitude. So every night at half nine, I'll get a, a message up on my thing. I use a, an app called Three Good Things and I write three things that have gone well that day. Now, when I first started going to Andy's Man Club, I could not pick and I really struggled to come up with one thing that went well in a week. Now I find it really, really easy, generally speaking, to come up with three things that went well that day. And that's because I'm looking for it. And that's through consistency. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling, you can't see a way out of it, by focusing on the end goal, that's really overwhelming, I find. But focus on, write down every single day one thing that's gone well that day. Or you can do it the other way. When you wake up, what's one thing that you're grateful for? And it's about taking those kind of baby steps. And if you can continue to take that baby steps, you'll hit, you'll hit the end goal probably before you even realize it. And, and that, that kind of really, really worked worked well for, for me. So practicing gratitude, I'm a, a huge fan of. It's what I, I run a mental health and well-being training company now. And it's everything is is around gratitude. And even the the the, the image of, of of my business is is the uh, the international symbol for gratitude as well. Oh wow. So this this is a huge part of your life then, helping people through the charity and through your business and day to day and goodness me, you've a very busy, very busy man. <laughs> yeah, look, it's 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 weird, isn't it? Like it's taken me till I was what thirty six years old to find something that I was really passionate about, like truly kind of passionate. And I don't I don't necessarily believe the saying of if you if you're passionate about something, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in the life. Like it's still hard sometimes. Of course it is like days, days, days can be tough, but it's, it's what I, I believe on. It's interesting what you said before, Angela, and I appreciate you, you kind of being honest about the personal depression that actually that's where my, my issues with um, my mental health started. I had postnatal depression as a dad. And when you introduced me as a mental health campaigner, it's all around father's mental health. 
so we had a chat before we started with about I've got a new podcast starting a week on um on the 21st and it's called the how you dad podcast and it's about father's mental health and the importance of dads in the process and the importance of actually about how we can support dads better and support the whole family better to improve the dad's life the mum's life and the, and the kids lives as well it's so important that we provide that family first approach Oh, that sounds incredible. So will you share a link with us to that, Dan, and we can share that as well? Um, yeah, that sounds incredibly um, useful and helpful. Gosh, um, and there's, I'm very conscious that we, we we could talk to you for hours. There's, there's <laughs> so much important stuff, but we've only got a limited time span. Um, is there anything that you would like to add to what you've said during our chat? I just think, if, if like I said, if you're listening and you're, you're affected by anything that, that that's been we've kind of talked about, then like you guys have done in preparation and and, and prep work, check out Andy's Man Club, uh, which is andysmanclub.co.uk. They're across all the social medias. Each club's got a different, got their own Facebook group as, as well. So you, you can follow um, some of the the local groups if if anyone's listening outside of uh, outside of Chester, but. Um, but yeah, just just kind of follow that um, and and start to pick up some of the stuff that they talk about. They've got the really interactive um, sites. We, we often post um, maybe one of the questions that that's been to to kind of encourage that. And also the thing about Andy's Man Club, while we ha- we don't have a site in in Chester, we do have an online group which anybody can access. So every Monday from seven till nine, all you need to do is email info at andysmanclub.co.uk. And you can join that online community wherever you are from. We get people from America, from Romania, Russia, Bulgaria, Canada, across the world. People have joined this online group, which has actually been one of the real benefits that we found going through COVID is because we had to provide this online platform because we couldn't meet in person. Whereas all of our clubs are now face to face. We've kept the online platform, which is hugely beneficial for us. Oh, wow. That's brilliant. So anyone listening who isn't in one of the areas already covered, if they perhaps email info at andysmanclub.co.uk, they can find out about joining. Wonderful. Wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Paul, is there anything you wanted to add? I just think that what you're doing is really, really something quite special. And, you know, obviously the, the benefits that it brings to people, um, you know, I, I've, I've had anxiety issues myself in the last few years. And I know from um, the counselling sessions I had that actually, yeah, it's the most important thing is to talk to somebody. And so, you know, what you're doing is, is just so, so important. It really, really is. I can't stress enough. Um, the, the you know the sort of thing, the sort of services that you're providing uh, really 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 obviously very 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 beneficial. Um, what would you say to anybody who um, is perhaps struggling a bit and and perhaps you know is doesn't quite know which way to turn in terms of, of seek, seeking help? Uh, what advice could could you give people? Yeah, look, there's there's a couple of things. The first thing is it's it's really kind for you to to kind of give the give those compliments. Just like a normal guy, I, I find compliments really difficult to take. Um, it to me, it's a real privilege to be involved with with Andy's Man Club to give my time to give back. 
to the the group that helped me so much is is, a, is an honor and a, and a privilege and any guy that walks through that door i have so much respect it shows um there's a huge amount of courage and and they're they're all inspiration i get inspired every week by by, by attending that what i one of the things that I'd, I'd probably say is if you're in that situation and you're struggling to make that first step a i've been there i know exactly how you feel i know exactly as does everyone else that's walked through the door and his man club there's a couple of things one you will meet guys that you will relate to and you will feel part of a community and that is an amazing feeling that sense of belonging is so important but the second thing is what have you got to lose if it doesn't work for you you've wasted one evening on a monday on a monday night if it works for you, just think how your life could change over the next month, over the next three months, six months, a year, three and a half years, like it has been, like it has been for me. Make that first step. You will not regret it. Even if it doesn't work for you, you will not regret it. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, thank you so much, Dan, for, uh, for, for that. That's really, really insightful. And, you know, I just would like to say if anybody out there is listening and is thinking, you know, I need to go and talk to somebody. I hope that they will, will take those steps and actually work, whether, whether it's through online with Andy's Man Club or whether it's with uh, the Samaritans or any of the other organisations out there. As you've said, it is so important. I can't stress enough how important it is to actually make that first step. That's the hard bit. So, yeah, thank you so much for, uh, for talking to us. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having us on, guys. appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. Okay, so that just about wraps up our Men's Health Week special here on Circulate Radio. If you've been affected by any of the issues discussed, then please bear in mind that there are means of support, such as the Samaritans, which you can call any hour of the day free on 116123. That's 116123. Or you can email joe, J-O, at samaritans.org. If you'd like to find out more about Andy's Man Club, you can go to the website andysmanclub.co.uk or email info at andysmanclub.co.uk. You may want to find out about the online group, which is open to join wherever you are in the world. Um, equally, there's also the Dragon Chat initiative attached to Wrexham Football Club, if you're in that area. We will be sharing various other relevant links in the lead up to um, men's health week you might also want to have a look at the menshealthforum.org.uk website to find out more about this special week of events and the different activities each day thank you so much to our special guests gareth howardson and dan rowe for sharing their stories and words of wisdom with us Thanks to my co-host Paul Cross for joining me for this very special episode, which we feel is incredibly important. And thanks also to Dr. Stephen Kenyon-Owen for the music which brings the podcast to life. OK, take care, stay safe, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.